Okay, and this is continuing into the Where's the Glass of Water episode uh, on the Rhino Report. Guest Greg Ulinchich. And uh, Greg, when we left off, you were talking about uh, Mr. Kemper and, uh, you know, the pattern and where he'd gone up to and finally committed the uh, ultimate heinous act. Yeah, like I said, the person he always really wanted to kill was his mother. And he went, once he did, did that, he killed her. He just took off driving. And after he killed her, he wanted to give himself up to the police. So he called the local police force and said, you know, I'm the co-ed killer. And they thought he was lying. Yeah. They didn't believe him. No, he knew him all. He joked around with him all. He hung out at the bar with him. And well, Edward Kemper is now still living. He's uh, in maximum security in uh, California, one of the prisons. And he says himself that if you let me go, I'll kill again. And that's the odd thing about some like him. In prison, they lead very disciplined, uh, well-disciplined, I mean, you know, lives and very well-behaved and no problems. And But yet, when they're out on the streets with any kind of freedom, they just simply can't handle it. You know, I know Charles Manson begged not to be let go when he was. And, you know, of course, we know what happened with that. And, uh, you know, it's just sometimes unfortunate but there are some that just simply cannot function in society and that is why we need prisons we need police and uh it scares me as i talked about in the last episode about this police reform bill you know that it's not the time to be doing that there are always going to be people out there like this and we need these services and greg and i have talked about this that woke culture is really going to hurt the criminal justice system if we don't no pun intended here wake up from this well, I totally agree, Ryan. I mean, the people that really need the police are the ones that are campaigning against them. Uh, it's yeah. the Karens. It's the, it's, for lack of a t- better term, the beta males. They're the ones that are campaigning against the police. And that they have no means of self-defense other than that thin blue line. Yes, because a lot of them don't believe in you know, a weapon or learning a martial art or, you know, anything like that. So yes, the police are their number one line of defense. And we are always, in my opinion, going to need these services because, I mean, these are two cases that are quite a bit apart. You know, Fish was in the late 1800s, early 1900s. I think he finally got caught in the 1920s. But, uh, you know, this kind of stuff's been going on for a long time. And we've always had people out there like that. And despite the best efforts you know, of social services and, the you know, social sciences and the things we've learned about criminal behavior. And we have learned a lot over the years. These type of people are still out there. And all you can do is protect yourself and not make yourself a victim. Well, that's it. That goes into the whole theme of the show here tonight is victim precipitated crimes and being able to protect yourself and, and knowing how to look at these people and look at these situations and saying, hey, I don't feel comfortable. Remember, for 200,000 years, we were not top of the food chain. We were given these these uh, feelings. We were to say, "Hey, something's wrong here. If something feels wrong, step back, get away." Yes, I believe that too. God gives us instincts, and uh, you know, you are to trust Him. Just like He was saying earlier, you know, if you're you're out and somebody doesn't look right, something doesn't feel right, the situation scenario doesn't trust your instincts. You know, and uh, who knows? Maybe if somebody would have trusted their instincts, I'm sure people had them when you're talking about people like Fish and, and Kemper. And surely people saw, you know, something was not right with these guys early on. Somebody had to have seen this at some point. And, you know, the warning signs are there. And I mean, you know, you and I've talked about it all the time, the homicidal triage. I mean, these warning signs are, are there. 
Yeah, the homicidal trait, two of three of every, two of three of these characteristics, all serial killers have in common. It's uh, wedding bed past the normal time. Cruelty to animals is a big one. one. And juvenile far starting. Uh, They have two or three of these characteristics. A lot of this, the serial killers, they they don't really start out. They you just don't wake up like at my age and your age, Ryan, hmm. <laughs> saying we're going to be serial killers. Yeah. It starts out with a fantasy. Yeah, it is. And if you read the book uh, that he was talking about earlier, that uh, you know Kessler and the uh, yeah, Ressler, that, and yeah, Douglas yeah. that they had written. I mean, uh, that's something they found by just simply interviewing these guys. And uh, you know, a lot of people like the uh, show. Uh, was it the Mine Hunters? I believe was the name of it. The, yeah, yeah, that was based on John. That was Douglas. based on these guys and the work they did, and that's what they found talking to these guys. It almost always started with a, a very explicit, uh, very perverse, for lack of better words, uh, fantasy life that these guys had, and eventually, once they acted on them, it became like a drug, and they couldn't stop. Yeah, they they kept on doing. Once they did it, once they realized their fantasy, it came like some sort of opioid or opioid or, or uh, morphine drug to them. They could never get that fix again. So that's why they kept on, they kept on killing, trying to get that fix again, but it was never the same. Yes. And uh, I believe even Dahmer, I think had even mentioned that talk about, you know, that after the first one, yeah, he, he, you know, continually tried to reach that level again. I believe he might've been the one that had said that, but was never able to get that high quite the same ever again. But yet, nonetheless, these ones still do, uh, except for to got to give a preview of a future episode that we t- talked about. We are uh, we both have spent some time talking to our classes and amongst each other uh, about the BTK killer. And that's a future episode because Greg has an interesting theory on why he stopped and was ex- exception to the rule. And I think it probably makes sense and, you know, should be probably maybe considered. But um, these guys just generally don't. Once they start, it doesn't stop. Well, a lot of these guys, they start out with window peeping, exposing themselves. Sometimes they, they even break into women's houses and get their underwear and steal their underwear. Now, I made a serious mistake, Ryan, one time. I used to ask that in my class. I said, now, guys, how many do, us, do we really know how many pairs of underwear our wife, our, our wife or girlfriends have? And lo and behold, some guy raised his hand <laughs> and he said, I do. And his wife was in class with him and said, she doesn't wear underwear. I said, okay. Yeah, that made it a little easier. <laughs> if he would have known an actual number, uh, yeah. yeah, that, uh, yeah, probably would not have had him in the next class. But, yeah, I mean, uh, but yeah, it does start a lot of times with these types of behaviors. And then, you know, it does start with a fantasy life and it does just eventually progress to where they're unable to stop. And that was the number one, I believe he said, I think Douglas had might've said that the number one trait that he had seen that all of these guys had had. And again, yeah, the mind hunters, that's a great show. Uh, I believe it was on Netflix, I think. And uh, it's, uh, it was just, you know, it's loosely based on that. And that's what these guys did. And they really, I think made as big of an accomplishment for this uh, field of criminal behavior and criminology as any university could have ever done. I mean, that was groundbreaking what these guys did. Yeah. The, the older guy on that show, he was actually Robert wrestlers character. And uh, he was the old time FBI guy. And the younger guy was John Douglas. Um, you know, what fascinates me and probably you and a lot of people is why they do this. And there's certain things we can, we can determine by studying these. The vast majority are white males. 
are serial killers. Probably 98%. Yep. Um, Usually 30, 30s, maybe 20, mid, mid, late 20s yeah. to 30s, sometimes once in a while 40s, but most of the time they're, they're still fairly young. Yeah. And I mean, we're not saying fantasy is bad, but when you have a fantasy such as this, I mean, they, they can't control it. Yes. They, 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 they have to act on this. Um, the majority of them have um, domineering mothers and fathers who are not, not in the picture, really. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of difficult relationships with women, you know, a lot of failed romantic relationships or none at all. You know, a lot of them live very reclusive lives. You and I have joked about the time how many times. Well, he was a quiet man. He was the a neighbor. quiet man. Yes. That's what they always <laughs> seem to say. And, uh, you know, there are patterns, you know, with these guys. And, uh, you know, we're finding more out all the time. And, uh, you know, it's uh, – it's a fascinating area of study because you just can't always tell on the surface. And that's the point of this tonight, you know, fish and Kemper physically, or, you know, it's, you can't get more contrasting styles, you know, fish was this feeble, you know, uh, you know, little meek old man, basically. And, uh, you know, Kemper was this giant, you know, six foot eight, six foot nine, 300 plus pound imposing figure. And, uh, you know, both very dangerous, but in very different ways, but nonetheless still dangerous. And, uh, you know, the sexual abnormalities is certainly, you know, a trait certainly was with these two. And certainly we see that in the overwhelming majority. I mean, you know, from the Green River Killer, BTK, all these other ones, you know, the sexual dysfunction is huge in the lives of these guys. Well, um, there's one thing that's, that's, that the, the, the wrestler and Douglas through the research have proven and it's one phrase that can pertain to crime or just regular whether picking going out or picking a mate or whatever or friend it's behavior reflects personality you know our mama used to say actions speak louder than words sure is great point and in we'll have greg i'd like to have greg back on next month we uh discussed recently uh talking about some other cases and uh we're going to continue this conversation into a uh, next month's episode and uh i'd like to uh like i said we'll probably be talking about the btk killer in one of these uh and uh you know a couple other cases and uh if you've got ideas for a show you know contact us on the facebook page or the email address and uh you know make sure uh you know we are glad to discuss anything and if you have ideas and want to be on the show we would be glad to have you on as a guest um we feel like that uh, the message needs to get out there that, uh, you know, the criminal justice system needs to be strong for a good functioning society. And like we said, this woke culture, and there'll be more on that down the road in other episodes, but it's not good for society. Uh, you know, like I said, the last episode, the cutting the police and uh, handcuffing the police along with uh you know, the gun control bills, disarming law abiding citizens. Cause we all know that. I mean, the gun control bills, criminals obey gun laws like they do all the other laws. They don't. And it's only going to handcuff law abiding citizens. And that's the worst group of people that, that needs to be done with criminals having more leverage with some of these reform bills, in my opinion, which is exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Ryan, help me out with this quote, uh, George Orwell quotes, uh, we sleep sounding our beds tonight because Rough men stand ready to do violence on our behalf. Yeah, that's pretty close. I think I don't know the exact yeah, quote either, but you're you're right on on that, and that is so true. And uh, that's the point to tonight. You know, be aware. You know, be on the lookout. Things aren't always what they seem. You know, on the surface, 
you might expect maybe somebody like Kemper to be capable of it, but probably a lot of people didn't think Fish would be capable of it. So be aware. Don't make yourself a victim. Uh, you know, make yourself strong. Don't make yourself that suitable target. And, uh, you know, be a capable guardian. So we'll have Greg back on next month. Um, as I always like to do in with is our fine uh, man's best friend. As I said, we don't deserve dogs, but thankfully we do have them. Um, I would like to ask those of you that out there uh, prayers for our Beagle Twinkie. Any of you that are Facebook friends know with us for about the last, since about the summer, she's really had trouble with some congestive heart issues. And at first medicines were working, but now they're just not. And we're having to take her to get drained pretty frequently and going to have her look at another vet here to get a second opinion uh, here probably next week. And uh, probably by the time this airs, we may have another foster. Uh, the friend of ours that runs the uh, shelter that we frequently foster dogs from said she had some little black puppies. She didn't quite know the breed yet, but hopefully the next time that I'm on the air, and by the time this actually airs, we uh, will have another foster dog. But the point I want to make on shelters tonight is, and I saw a commercial last night on TV that made me think about wanting to make this point tonight. And that's these commercials for these shelters that just really pluck your heartstrings with the sad Sarah McLaughlin songs and the heartbreaking videos of it. Be leery. I'm not saying don't donate to them, but do your homework and do your research because not all of them are on the up and up. I have read some where just like a lot of other charities, about 90% of it goes in the CEO's bank account and maybe 10% actually goes to help the dogs. So I would much rather urge you, if you're listening to this podcast, support your local shelters. As I said, volunteer. If you can't volunteer, donate money or dog food. Uh, if you can ultimately adopt, you know, don't, uh, you know, go to the pet stores and, the, you know, the puppy mills, you know, adopt from a shelter, you know, bail a, bail a friend out. They, I don't know something about it. When you rescue dogs, it's like they know it and they remember it for the rest of their lives. And I know Greg, same way. He's got a house full of them, just like what we do. And, uh, he'll tell you the same thing that, uh, there, there is no better friend you'll have. So, uh, be sure to check out your local shelter, help them out where you can. Uh, again, I, I would be a little leery of these national ones. And, uh, but I think, uh, we'll be back in next month. Uh, like I said, got to have Greg back and, uh, thanks for sharing your knowledge. Uh, I'm glad that, like I said, we've had millions of conversations probably about stuff like this over the years. And I'm glad we're getting a chance now to have a forum to share this with you because these are things you won't always hear in the classroom or on news media, but we want to tell you the truth that there are things you need to know about crime and the woke culture is getting in the way, but it won't on this show. We are not about the woke culture on this show. Well, like I said one time to your one of your classes, I was guest lecturing at, you guys can't handle the truth. We can't <laughs> tell you the truth. I hate to sound like a few, was it a few good men? Yeah, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. You can't handle the truth. And this is what this this uh, this medium allows us to do yeah. is basically tell you the truth. It does, and that's what we're going to try to do. And uh, we're going to be talking some more about these subjects we did tonight. A little follow up on that, like I said, discuss the BTK killer and some other cases. Uh, any ideas? Uh, drop me an email, rabidrhino at uh, protonmail.com. Check us out on Facebook at the Rhino Report. Uh, thanks for tuning in wherever you are. God bless. Stay safe out there. Protect yourself and. Uh, We'll talk to you on the next show.